It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are broadcasting live today from the American Legislative Exchange Council event in downtown Salt Lake City. This is uh, an opportunity for members of state legislators from around the country to uh, come together to share best practices and ideas. Uh, about principles and policies uh, to debate, to have uh, great discussions, to look at research, uh, and all uh, through the uh, ALEC uh, forum, uh, which is just a great way for uh, people to come together. Uh, and it does play into this whole idea uh, that we often talk about on this show about federalism, about this idea that it is better for us to uh, do things at the local level. We're seeing how difficult it can be uh, to do things at the national level. And uh, before I go to some comments uh, and some remarks from Mark Robinson, who's the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, gave a rousing speech uh, to kick off the day today. And before I get to that, there are some things that are bubbling uh, in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. For the first time in all of the negotiations around infrastructure, there is actually some legislative text. There is actually a, a bipartisan infrastructure bill. Uh, I'm uh, getting from my sources back in uh, D.C. as they start to scour through that one, that there will be a vote on this later today. Uh, This is not a light read. This is not an easy read. Uh, So I don't think very many people will actually read it. Uh, Again, some of uh, my sources are saying that there's lots of budget gimmicks in there uh, to make it look like things are paid for. The one thing that we know will not happen before the vote is that the uh, bill will be scored. Uh, In other words, the Congressional Budget Office clearly will not have time to say whether this is realistic, whether it's uh, logistically possible, uh, whether the pay-fors really exist. Uh, So, for example, uh, in the bill, there's some $20 billion that's supposed to come from uh, certain auctions uh, that uh, probably will never take place in terms of spectrum, uh, they're called spectrum auctions uh, that telecommunications companies use. Uh, there's $6 billion from the sale of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, but it's not clear when those sales would take place or at what price. And so it's really hard to say that this is paid for or revenue neutral. Uh, there's $13 billion in there from uh, reinstated Superfund fees, uh, which is really kind of a backdoor tax hike, uh, again, that's going to hurt consumers the most. So there's, there's a lot in there to be sure, and uh, we'll talk about this throughout the afternoon and into tomorrow for sure. And the the number that, that really worries me the most uh, is that one thing we did receive from the Congressional Budget Office recently uh, was on July 1st, the Congressional Budget Office announced that our ratio of our debt, our national debt to our GDP, uh, by the end of this year will be over 106%. Uh, that's uh, that's a crisis-level number. Uh, we'll break that down a little later, but uh, that's, that's one to be uh, concerned about uh, as we continue to look at all the spending going on. Uh, if, if all the spending lines up the way it appears to, uh, there'll be about $8 trillion 
uh, spent in the first half of this year alone. Uh, that's a number uh, that should worry all of us. And uh, as we've mentioned, if you just took that amount, $8 trillion, you could give uh, every household in America $60,000. I think we'd all cheer. Uh, and we might get a better return on that, by the way. Uh, because, again, it is so difficult to have everything coming out of our nation's capital, for everything to be done uh, from a central government that's far away from the people. Uh, and that's why organizations like the American Legislative Exchange Council uh, is this great opportunity, laboratory of democracy. What can we do locally? How can we make an impact with those that we have elected officials most accountable to the people? Uh, so I want to go now uh, to a uh, speech that was delivered uh, earlier in the day today. Mark Robinson, a uh, rising star in the GOP circles, uh, African-American, lieutenant governor from North Carolina, uh, very dynamic speaker, very uh, schooled in terms of how do we communicate better the principles and policies to voters. And that was really the, uh, the focus of his attention today. He also had a chance to speak with our producer, Kelly Pierce, and uh, give some good insight in terms of what's happening and what needs to be done different and what's going to be done better. Uh, but first, let's listen to uh, Mark Robinson, again, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, talking about the kinds of conversations we need to be having in our communities. We're going to give you an education system that truly educates you and gives you the tools that you need to succeed to pursue your happiness in this great nation. And then secondly, we are going to build an economy that works for everyone. As I said, from your street to Wall Street and every street in between, we're going to make sure that economy is successful for you. It can't be done without everybody joining in together. It can't be done without all the voices at the table. No voice, no voice, either right or left, dictating the conversation. Because our economy never stops. Our education system will never stop. Our energy problems will never stop. These are not arguments, folks. They need to be conversations. Be conversations. Conversations where well-meaning people who want thoughtful solutions come together to find those solutions for everyone. Love that. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, saying that we, what we don't need is more arguments. What we do need is more conversations. And he called out both the left and the right to say, look, we can have disagreement about policy. Uh, does not mean we're having a disagreement about principles that matter. And we can't get to solutions. And he really challenged the audience, uh, again, made up of uh, primarily uh, state legislators from around the country, uh, really calling on them, challenging them to have a different kind of conversation about principles and policy that will make a difference for communities. Uh, Mark Robinson, uh, Lieutenant Governor from North Carolina, went on to talk about uh, servant leadership and really challenge those elected officials in the audience uh, today uh, to uh, to become a different kind of leader uh, than we've seen in the past. Whether you be a governor or whether you be a state representative or state senator or whether you're a city council member or a school board member, it doesn't matter. If you're a servant of the people, the very first thing within your mind should be to serve those people and to lead those people with a better city, a better state, and a better nation than you found, no matter how great it is. Because I said, somebody did it for us. It's time for us to return to favor. 
that kind of servant leadership, I think, is uh, a real hallmark of great leaders. Uh, again, this is not a political party issue. Uh, this is just a leadership issue. And we have so many of those challenges today that need that kind of leadership. Uh, the lieutenant governor from North Carolina, Mark Robinson, uh, concluded uh, by talking about something that is a, a very popular topic here at the American Legislative Exchange Council, and that is regulation and regulatory reform. How do you get enough government uh, to to matter and limit that government enough to get it out of the way so that free market economies and civil society can really do their work? Of course, there should be oversight. Of course, there should be some tempering of things that make sure that those who would not do the right thing are not allowed to prosper under the, for the wrong reasons. But the handcuffs that we oftentimes see put on government or put on business and put on our economy comes from our government. We need to move out of the way, be that wise facilitator that allows the free market to drive the economies that we want to build. In North Carolina, one of my goals in North Carolina is to leave North Carolina better than I found it. And that seems impossible because North Carolina is such a great state. It seems almost impossible. But there's lots of opportunities in North Carolina. And we want to see those opportunities through. But we know those opportunities will not be possible with an overburdening, overbearing government that burdens our education system, that burdens our economic systems. We must be innovative in our thought when it comes to dealing with those things, not imitators. We must be innovative because we know the key to true success and the way to move forward is to be innovative. That is the uh, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson, in a speech earlier today at the uh, American Legislative Exchange Council uh, conference here in downtown Salt Lake City. We're broadcasting live from the conference uh, from 1 to 3 today, and I love that he ended talking about how do we get government out of the way. Uh, and it's not just about smaller governments, about bigger citizens and more heroic communities. Uh, it's such an important part of that process. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, more from the American Legislative Exchange Council. How can we get better government at the local level? Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.